Well, welcome everyone to another episode of WA This Week. Uh, look, uh, live at home from my veranda in Cottesloe. Um, yes, uh, some of you may recall from my message last week, I had a little bit of uh, surgery on my face, which uh, kept me out last week. And uh, lo and behold, uh, over that weekend, uh, I developed COVID symptoms and indeed tested positive. So I have to be home for five days, um, which is the requirement. But um, look, uh, a really interesting week, and I'm just disappointed I can't be in Parliament this week. First of all, uh, and most importantly, of course, we had the federal budget, then followed by the state budget. And this week is the chance that the opposition gets in Parliament to reply to that uh, state budget. And Look, you know, an interesting state budget. Um, our state's blessed, and I've discussed that a number of times. Uh, we just have massive income. You know, around half of Australia's export income, or even more at times, comes in through Western Australia. We're only 12% of the population, so we're a really wealthy state. And I know a lot of people do it tough, but as a state, um, we have mass advantages uh, over, or massive advantages over to the eastern states. Uh, in that regard, and our domestic economy is relatively less important because of that massive export income. And the state government reported a $4.2 billion surplus. Now, we know where that surplus came from. It's nothing to do with the state government. I mean, they, they'll have to beat their chest and boast about how they're doing uh, so much. But in fact, um, it comes from the GST fix that the federal Liberal government and national government put in place when they were last in office. Um, but also uh, comes from uh, massive iron ore royalties. I mean, the budget was forecasting, I think, $66 for iron ore. Indeed, iron ore hasn't dropped below 100 bucks, I think. Uh, and that's US, of course, so you can divide that by the exchange rate to get that in Australian dollars. And, and that's delivered huge royalties into the state government budgets. Um, you know, what have they done with that? Well, they've done what they've done in the last few budgets, and that is big promises. But of course, what do we see over the last year? They don't deliver. Look, you know, front and centre, though, you know, they know that housing is becoming a major political problem for them, and it should. Uh, they are the root cause of that problem uh, because of decisions they made right at the start of their government and then during COVID. Um, and now they're pouring even more money into social housing. They say they're up to $4 billion. You know, I'm frankly sick and tired of announcements about how much money they're putting into social housing. Any of you that are on the social housing wait list know those houses are not being delivered. I don't think they've, I think they're probably just at the pivot point where after six years, they've actually just replaced the houses, the social houses they sold, the 1,300 social houses they sold when they came into government. Complete failure. They can promise all they like. They can't deliver. And that's what we've seen consistently. They can promise a million new homes it's not going to make, make them deliver any more. So that's a real uh, disappointment. Government have come in again, you know, McGowan, desperate to keep his popularity up. He loves the fact that he's the supremely popular state premier. And uh, so, you know, has put out a general uh, rebate on power bills again. Um, look, I will say this time the government has heeded my criticism of them in the past, and that is without targeting. They haven't targeted... Um, the broader rebate, but there is a targeted rebate um, uh, as well, and, and the federal government program is a tar targeted rebate program uh, for people in need. But again, billionaires in my electorate are going to get the same rebate uh, as someone who is, um, you know, struggling to buy food for their kids, um, you know, and doing it tough. 
Uh, and I just think that's ridiculous. Um, they don't need it. Um, whereas there are people who desperately need help, but of course it does nothing to help the homeless, those people who are sleeping rough. Um, you know, they're not going to get a penny out of this because guess what? They don't have any power. Um, you know, that's what they dream of, I think, uh, and that is having the ability to have a home where they've got a power bill because they don't have it because this government's completely failed to deal with that problem. Um, but uh, underlying fees and charges still up 2.5%, as my colleagues, uh, Dr. Steve Thomas, uh, pointed out, our shadow treasurer, um, <clears throat> excuse my COVID cough, um, the uh, the amount of uh, money the government's getting, I think now is is over 600 a, a increase above any of the rebates. Um, they just keep on increasing the underlying char fees and charges, so you'll pay. Um, this is purely about McGowan maintaining his popularity. It's not going to provide the the needed help for those people most in need. Um, you know, and, and the other one that I really think is that this should concern every Western Australian, this is this structural problem of debt in the state. Now, you know, there much was made by Labor about the debt accumulated by the previous Liberal government. Um, and, uh, but of course, why was that? Um, one, we had a half a million people come into the state, an unprecedented migration of people into the state of Western Australia during their term. But at the same time, we had a complete collapse of the iron ore price. You know, it got down to, I think, actually under $40 a tonne. Um, but because this government have enjoyed massive, uh, one, the GST fix, uh, but also massive uh, royalties from iron ore because the iron ore price has gone so high and stayed high because of demand, uh, almost exclusively increased demand out of China. And, uh, you know, Ben White, when he was the treasurer, the former Labor uh, treasurer, uh, obviously left Parliament now, but he and Mark McGowan at the last election, what they promised was they said that they would, those windfall profits from the uh, iron ore royalties, when the iron ore price was above $85 uh, a tonne, uh, and when the GST return to Western Australia was above 65 cents in the dollar, um, excuse me, they would pay half of that increased royalty in, uh, into the uh, payoff debt. What do we see under this government? Um, debt has gone down marginally from the $32 billion it was when they came into office, but their forward estimates have got to go to $36 billion. And they have just squandered um, this boom, and they are squandering this boom. This is a, literally a once-in-a-lifetime boom that we're experiencing. They should be paying down debt so that future generations aren't burdened with it. They're not doing it. They're not meeting the promise that they made when they got elected in 2017. And they'd like to criticise uh, the former coalition government, but they are actually in a position to do something meaningful, and they're not. They're squandering it. You know, $12 billion now, I believe, on Metronet, a massive program, despite the fact that patronage on the rail line uh, still has not, well, I don't think it will recover. Um, people don't um, catch public transport in any way near the numbers they did before, but they're spending $12 billion. They're betting the farm on Metronet. They're not undertaking major structural reform in the state economy. For example, um, a job tax, payroll tax, they're not, they're not doing anything to structurally reform that. Um, and they're not setting up our domestic economy for the future. And, you know, as I say, a wasted opportunity, you know, I'm sure, you know, individuals as households, if you get that rebate on your power bill, everyone likes getting money. I mean, if someone walked up to you and gave it, you'd get a hundred bucks, um, you know, you'd like to be happy about it. But the reality is that many people uh, don't need that money. 
um, you know, the 400 rebate. Um, there are many people who need much more help. And as I say, no structural reform. So it's really a real problematic. And then, of course, what do we see? The same old things. You know, you think about the normal top-line things for government. Health, education, law and order. What do we see? The hospital's still in chaos. I see um, heart surgery. Um, wait lists have gone up. Uh, what fourfold under this state Labor government? Um, and of course, you you know anyone who goes into the hospital services just knows the stress that hospitals are under, um, trying to service patients. So, you know that hasn't been dealt with education. We've got this appalling situation, I think, for the state and for our children, and that is we have partly qualified teachers now being put in charge of classrooms because there aren't enough teachers in the state. So, you know, and law and order. Gosh, you know I've talked about this a lot. We saw that debacle at Bankshire Hill and we heard $30 million damage. I mean, let's look at that one just for a second. You're talking about children who are in custody. I mean, these aren't kids sort of out in the street going on a bit of a spree. These are children who are supposed to be under the watch and care uh, of guards in, in, a, in a, you know, a, a prison, essentially. It's a juvenile prison. And... And yet they're able to get out and do all of that harm and damage. Thank goodness they didn't get out, um, you know, out into the general community. You can be thankful for that. Look, I'm desperately, I feel so sorry for the prison guards that are there, desperately overworked. Um, and of course, uh, you know, it's another topic altogether. You've got a state government that is doing nothing whatsoever uh, about the pipeline of kids coming into it. They're doing nothing meaningful. Um, they talk about programs, you know. Again, it's a whole topic of itself. In fact, it's several podcasts, but you go into those communities, which I do, and, and you, you cannot comprehend how any government can allow uh, what's happening to happen. It's pure lack of care um, on the government's part. So they're not dealing with that. Look, and I won't go into a long discussion, but you know, I'll cover this. Perhaps I'll do this um, in a little while. There are real structural headwinds facing the Australian economy um, you know, the 43% emissions reduction tax, that is an absolute disaster. It is going to destroy uh, downstream manufacturing in, in Australia and in Western Australia. Uh, the, the energy intensive manufacturers in WA uh, have no idea whatsoever how they're going to mitigate and achieve the government's target. And uh, they're going to get hit with massive carbon taxes and that is just going to destroy manufacturing in WA. So a government that says once manufacturing has done something that's going to destroy it, um, in the state, um, and of course the housing crisis. I mean, the federal Labor government, you know, increasing uh, immigration to utterly record levels when just ordinary Australians cannot get a rental or a home to live in is frankly ludicrous. Um, yes, bring in skilled labour where it will help build houses, but actually substantially increasing in, uh, migration into the country at this time is going to cause generational hardship, um, not for the people coming in, but especially, uh, especially for the people who are already there and especially young people who cannot conceivably um, get into the housing market. It's impossible and, you know, I can't talk about it in detail now, but housing in Australia is essentially the most expensive housing in the world. Uh, it makes no sense. It's purely driven by appalling government policy. But uh, look, I'll stop there. Um, I'll take your question there. Look, it won't be as smooth as it normally is because I don't have my assistant with me, but I'm going to try and answer your questions. Um, uh, around the, Yvonne, around the train stations and parking at the train stations. Um, look, I think there's been a lot of effort put into that, but I think you're right. 
you know, what's the point of building all of this if people can't get to it? And of course, people need flexibility. And again, you're going to have to excuse me, folks, but uh, there are real symptoms uh, to uh, to COVID. Um, so I apologise for blowing my nose on camera. But um, anyway, uh, better than the alternative. Um, but yeah, look, um, in terms of getting to train stations, um, it's a real issue. You need all of those feeder services coming in. And this is the problem. The government's bet their far, you know, bet the farm. I mean, really have twelve billion dollars phenomenal. Uh, so uh, we do need that, and and obviously parking. Um, the uh, in terms of uh, the you know Department of Community Protections and Children, you know, they don't even know where these kids are half the time. I mean, it's just appalling. I mean, let alone sex predators out in the street. You may have read the paper today. You know, where the police have got no idea where where these people are. Um, uh, but, uh, you know, these kids are running around, these are kids, look, and I know, you know, look, when, when people commit serious crimes and some of these kids commit the most horrendous crimes, I understand that you've got to protect the community, but boy, how do you get there? And look, any of you that, that I'm sure many of you do, you go out and about, you get out into the regional areas in particular, and essentially that the larger percentage, you know, a disproportionately large percentage of these kids come from up north and communities up there, given the relatively smaller population. Um, and you go there, it's no wonder you've got kids. They're never in school, um, literally. They just don't go to school. Their most basic health needs are not being met. They cannot go home safely at night. Um, this can all be dealt with. This, I, I know it's not trivial, but it can all be dealt with, and it's not. Uh, and that's, that's causing a big problem. Um, uh, insurance costs uh, for rentals. Um, uh, look, uh, you know... This is the problem, isn't it? When you have, um, you know, it's effectively utterly a seller's market. You have the most unreasonable things. You'd hear them, see stories in the press. I hear stories, um, you know, people subject conditions. I mean, I I know, um, you know, I know people personally who are, you know, in the most appalling rental accommodation, but they've got no choice. They, they, they can't just tell the landlord, no, well, this isn't satisfactory. They don't complain about anything. They'll, they'll put up with whatever faulty electrical systems there are and the like because they're desperately concerned that if they lose the rental they're in, they're going to be on the street. So, you, you know, it's a, it's a seller's market and, you you know, and, and what happens when that happens? There are people will abuse it. It's an unfortunate aspect of human behaviour. Now, look, there are many, many, and I know I was had a lot of contact from people. There are a lot of people who rent properties that are very, very kind, good people, and yeah, they want to make a profit, but they go out of their way to help the people who are renting. Um, but equally, there are some people who are, are a bit rotten as well. Um, so look, uh, insurance costs, and I'll look on, I don't know the particular detail of that, but I, as I know, the trouble is when you're in a market like this, you've got no choice but to pay it. In that situation, people do rotten things. Um, the, uh, look, any ideas? Look, um, send stuff through. As I've said to you before, um, uh, one of, uh, there was a comment saying, look, I have some, uh, you know, uh, Sonia said uh, she had some ideas, but um, really happy to, to communicate. And chat. Probably the best way to do it is, look, um, send an email to cottesloe at mp.wa.gov.au um, and, uh, and then, you know, we'll, we'll get back to you and um, uh, with, with responses and if it's appropriate, you know, we can catch up for a chat. But look, Thanks very much to everyone listening this week. Look, I, um, different circumstances, and I polished, uh, at least apologised. It's not an all polished um, effort by my excellent assistant in this matter, but um, hopefully this suffices. Thanks very much, everyone.